2: This is Radio
3: Wave Megonomics with your host, a friend of Megagoria.
2: It was St. John who on the island of St. Thomas, who was sent there because he witnessed Christ. So he was exiled. And it was on the Lord's day that he had a vision of revelations. And so it is today we have Maria and the other visionaries You see Our Lady. We'll see Our Lady today as they have for 33 years plus. The revelation that comes from them is private revelations. Public revelations is over. Private revelations is something that we can have from God about public revelation. So a lot of people say, well, private revelation is necessary to believe in for salvation from the Virgin Mary. Those who quote that and say that because we have now something unprecedented do not understand the apparitions. Even Cardinal Ratzinger said that we cannot confine ourselves to the sterile repetition of the scriptures. That's why many of you complain. I'm not getting fed by the public because we're just repeating the scriptures, repeating the scriptures. Our ladies come to bring scriptures alive that the word of God becomes the sword St. Louis de Montfort spoke of. It becomes fire in the hand and the tongue of the apostle who he rises up. And so it was St. Paul. In his feverish to defend Judaism and its ways and all the things about Jewish, the Jewish religion, he was targeted by God to be converted to be one of the great apostles. You are no less, because across the world our ladies raising up apostles, purifying them, training, forming, giving cognition, trials, difficulties, every kind of difficulty. So nobody can come to you later and say, "Well, you don't know what I've going through." Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So what's the purpose of that? The purpose of our lady's plan. It's for a great moral reform. That great moral reform would come through the apostles. What about our bishops? The bishops are known as apostles. But this is our lady's apostles. They're Christ, and they're in the church, and they're the bishops, and the cardinals. But our ladies come to raise up our own army of apostles. No less in importance. in fact, more important for the salvation of the world. The apostles she's raising up can't do the sacraments. We need the bishops and the priests for that. But what we can do is evangelize the world, sweep across the earth. And so there's pockets of apostles rising up everywhere for every region, for every purpose, for every community, to bring a new, a new moral reform. This action is taking place in our midst, and very few people see it, especially the naysayers who say, well, we don't have to believe in Medjugorje. After all, when the church even approves us, just saying that it's only worthy of belief. It's not necessary for salvation. I tell you what, this is necessary for salvation. This is what John saw in chapter 12, Revelations, on that little island, on a Sabbath. Actually, it wasn't the Sabbath then. He was 100 years old. It was the Lord's Day. It was Sunday. Live my commandments. Just, Maria was just told from Baby Jesus two years ago. Because that's the peace. And we're not going to have peace. We will never have peace. We can't legislate peace. We can't get it to the government. We can't get it to the church until we ourselves live the commandments and those who have the apostleship of Our Lady spread this message. I was just told about a radio show, two talk show hosts, pretty well known. They were relaying to me, relaying to me what they had they talked about yesterday. And one of them said that we're getting, uh, we're getting ready. We got five plans for a compound, different places. And I was told that the phones went wild. Later, they tried to change the subject and they kept hammering on the same subject. People are saying, I got to get cows, I got to do this, I got to get ammunition. They tell the talk show host, oh, you got to get this, you got to get this. And they said, we don't worry about that, we're covered there. Why are people thinking like this? Why are people insecure about the future? Except that the insecurity is real in the fact that we have no future on our present course. Everything shows it, everything says it, everything is manifesting in a destiny that we're headed to that is no destiny except disaster. So Our Lady comes to us as our wonder, a wonder and a mystery of the solution there is no other solution except what she is depositing on earth, which is private relations. But don't put this in a category of the naysayers who always excuse it. Well, I don't have to believe it. It was she who says she's come to save the world. And you don't have to believe it? You think these apparitions are just something, okay, I can tune in and tune out of, I can go to Medjugorje, and many people have fallen away. I don't have to be part of it anymore. So be it, because she says make your decision. Because she's the one that's throwing the shaft up in the chaff and the and the wheat up in the wind. The early days of Mejiguria is wonderful when they harvested the wheat. You would see the women out there just throwing it up in the wind. I'd never seen that anywhere. But they just had the fork, throw it up in there, the wind on a windy day, and all the chaff, the light stuff would blow away, the seeds would fall back down. Majiguri is Bible. It is biblical. And it is Revelation chapter 12. Same thing John saw and who he cared for and who's now coming for the world to care for it. And she's asking us to be her Johns. Pretty big task. So we got mentalities to change, And one of those mentalities is, is what we do with wealth because wealth affects everything. Of all the sins, of everything you can think of, of the Hitlers and all the gas chambers and all the things that's happened throughout the past and the murders and and thievery and stealing and all this, Satan's reign is going to come through one thing, money, 666. I was just told Apple had a big to-do, one of the greatest releases they ever had two days, I think it was two or three days ago. Big, big release, huge thing. I wanted to do some research on it. I didn't have time to find out more about it. But they got a new phone and they got a new watch and that watch you wear it on your wrist and all you got to do is lay it up there and it scans it. Wonderful. Everybody says beautiful, but don't you think it's strange that this product release is six six plus. Children, look at the sounds around you. Look at the sound, signs of time. What does it tell you? What are you thinking? So commerce plays a big part. We got the 6-6 six, six, and we got the plus, but we don't have the third six yet. But we're there. If God sends prophecy, if God sends prophets, if God sends insights into things that other people can't see, it just passes by, they don't think about it. Because many Christians heard that probably and didn't think nothing about it. But boom, there we are, at revelations. Everything we're seeing is revelations. John, what he saw, everything happening and I midst is happening right now. If not now, when? Tell me. None of this could happen anytime in the past. People would say, oh, well, the Antichrist lived on Nero's time. Yeah, he was a type of Antichrist, but nobody could buy it in ourselves. No one to control the things that can be controlled today. And an apple, isn't it incredible that their logo is a bite out of an apple. What does that mean to you? I won't even tell you, because if you don't even know enough to understand that, have enough cognition, then you You need to start going read the Bible from the very beginning. And so our ladies come to change mentalities. One of those mentalities that maybe to is poverty. Why people lock themselves in poverty. How they get there. Is it a choice? Is it a lifestyle? Why are they there? If you live biblically, you're not going to be borrowing money. You're not going to be participating in usually. ain't going to happen to find out those things. Because that's defined in the Bible, then you would live the Bible to go away from it. And so it is. Jones read this week. It's about that, I'm a mentality poverty.
3: This is entitled 12 Reasons Poverty is a Choice. Poverty can be defined as the fear of not getting that causes you to hold on more tightly to what you do have. It is important for you to understand that poverty will not keep you out of heaven, but it might keep somebody else out. It's also important to understand that poverty happens inside you before it ever happens around you. Poverty first manifests in the spirit and then the natural. And yes, there is something worse than being poor. It's having a poverty mentality. Being poor is not being without money. It's being without a dream that will take you out of being poor. We need to have a scriptural understanding of why poverty is evil. In fact, I'm going to share with you 12 things you should know about poverty based on the Word of God. Number one, poverty will attack you like a thief in the night. Proverbs 6.11 says, Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Number two, poverty will bring destruction into your life. Proverbs 10.15 says, The wealth of the rich is their fortress. The poverty of the poor is their destruction. Number three, refusing to learn will also bring poverty into your life. Proverbs 13.18 says, Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuses instruction, but he that regards reproof shall be honored. Number four, failing to address criticism will lead you into poverty. Proverbs thirteen eighteen. If you ignore criticism, you will end in poverty and disgrace. If you accept correction, you will be honored. Number five, failure to work will keep you in poverty. Proverbs 14.23, work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Number six, sleeping too much leads to poverty. Proverbs 20.13, if you love sleep, you will end in poverty. Keep your eyes open and there will be plenty to eat. Number seven, poverty will limit your circle of friends. Proverbs nineteen four. Wealth makes many friends. Poverty drives them all away. Number eight, get rich quick schemes can lead to poverty. Proverbs twenty one five. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Number nine fantasizing about wealth only leads to poverty proverbs 28:19 a hard worker has plenty of food but a person who chases fantasies ends up in poverty number 10 poverty will keep you from the good life job 21:25 another person dies in bitter poverty never having tasted the good life number 11 Failing to display a generous heart will lead you to poverty. Proverbs 28:27 Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. And number 12, failure to give will lead to poverty. Proverbs 11:24 One man gives freely, yet grows all the richer; another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Jesus wiped out the devil's power. He can no longer keep you poor. Now God is calling you to be a great giver and to participate in every aspect of the the time of the harvest. You are now beginning to see that this wonderful truth about abundance is not just an impossible dream. It is a reality that is happening to you. God has given you authority over the enemy. And that includes poverty, and especially the poverty mentality. Your Heavenly Father wants you to abound in all good things.
2: We've got the social doctrine in the church twisted to mean socialist doctrine today, and which would condemn what Joan just read. Well, that was pre-New uh, Testament. We don't have that, that. People be in poverty now. Yeah, you know, this thing that cause impoverishment. But there are people who were slaves that lived in the houses and the plantations who ate well, who lived well. There's people that have servants today that are well off because they are tangible to the wealth of the people they serve. They may not be rich, but what is rich? How do you define prosperity? No, no debt. You can go to bed at night. You got food on the table, and you got a roof over your head. It's not that you have to have a lot of things, or you have to have a portfolio. Portfolio is garbage. If you got a whole system making your means and your way to live by, then that's wealth. We always say here the most wealthiest thing we have here that makes us really rich. We got on cemetery. And so the definition of wealth, or what's said there, would be defined and condemned by the social justice in the, in the church. This mentality that exists people have poverty, they have poverty. And we do things to keep people lot in poverty because we excuse everything because of the mentalities that they stay there. How many stories have you read or heard throughout your life or seen of somebody who had nothing, not even a shirt on their back, and then they change that around? So God says, I'll bless you. Live my commandments and I'll, I will f- overfill your grain bins. That'll sound like a prosperity doctrine because that, that is bad. That God, you know, I do this and it's going No, it's living the commandments that brings the blessings. Not, not if you do this and do that. It's not a formula. Just live God, God's commandments. I'll feed you. I'll feed the birds of the air. God promises that. You think all these famines are not, not something of a disaster the way that people's lives are? I can tell you, you couldn't go in the field where we pray at 5 a.m. when we started for the first two years and get eaten up with mosquitoes horrendously, like the old commercial of all. They couldn't even pray, but we stuck it out, and we prayed, and God wiped them out. I don't know what happened. I can't explain why it's not there to this day for the last 25 years, 26 years. The first two years was miserable, but we wouldn't give up. We kept at it, and God rewarded us. Maybe he brought a bunch of bats. I don't know. Maybe mosquito disease that killed the mosquitoes. Who knows? I don't know. One thing I know, I've seen a miracle and so this poverty mentality, we prosper, We, we build, you got parents that let the kids sleep in, and don't teach them to get up and rise early, and they're crippled for the rest of life. They're lovers of sleep, just like the proverb says. You got the people who fantasize about poverty. You know, they're buying lottery tickets. The very people buying the most lottery tickets is the very people that shouldn't be buying that. This is a sin. What could they have done if they did that? I told the story maybe a couple years ago, I mentioned about the guy who was standing there uh, buying a lottery ticket and his daughter wanted a, uh, a little candy bar or something and uh, she was begging for it and he said he didn't have enough money bought the lottery tickets and put that down. Not that she maybe shouldn't have the candy. The issue is what's important? What are they dreaming for? To get rich quick? A scheme? To, and do nothing for it? That's not where I was supposed to be. So our whole system is built on this. We have Frank in the studio live today, so I was going to get to him earlier, but we just got on a roll, I guess, with the Holy Spirit, and we're there with it. But Frank?
4: Well, Our Lady's message is so important today, and every day I realize how, how important community is. And since we had our first community meeting, you realize that— the important things that we we need to do to evangelize these messages the most important thing on earth uh we can learn a lot by being in community here at Caritas so that's why i'm here today to to see this witness and to be here seeing a way that our lady has shown this community because that's where our lady's calling her apostles today but today also is the anniversary of 911 And one of the books that was recommended to me more than most books was written by a Jewish rabbi named Jonathan Kahn. And he says that 9-11 was a harbinger or warning from God that uh, our defense, God had a protection over this nation, and he lifted that protection because of our not following the commandments.
2: How did he lift that protection?
4: By allowing this, this terrorist attack to
2: strike us. And I don't keep your thoughts, but it, it was an incredible day. Remember, no clouds anywhere across the whole United States, clear blue skies, an incredible, perfect situation. Several people searched the guys. They got by somehow. They were protected to be able to do what they did by God's withdrawal, giving Satan full authority. You give me Job. Give me Job. There's no question that God allowed this, and that Satan went before de- the devil, I mean, went before God, the devil did, to have a perfect day. It's perfect. You go back, and review, it's almost unbelievable. It's not. It's unbelievable. It was miraculous how everything failed, every checkpoint failed, and how these guys did what they did, how they didn't investigate when, we were t- when the, even the pilots trained them in Florida, was very suspect what their motors were doing, and reported it, and then other reports and everything, a whole myriad of things that laid this thing out to be a perfect crime that should have been stopped many, many times. It wasn't. And the last kingpin of this whole thing is the day the sky, the sky, the clarity was unreal. I never remember in my life that. Because what we saw in Alabama, what you saw in California, what you saw there was perfect. I did not want to interrupt. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, but so the exact biblical thing happened that happened in Isaiah, that uh, the word for word, that the, their protection, their wall of defense came down, the Assyrians came. And instead of saying this is because of our sins, repenting and turning back to God, as our our lady's calling us and the purpose she's here and the purpose that we're called to community, uh, our leaders said the same thing. We'll, we'll rebuild it stronger, bigger bricks. We'll, they'll cut down the sycamore tree. We'll build cedar trees. And, and literally these same, same things were, were happening on this day. And so he, he shows us these, these biblical, and it was also on Jewish biblical feasts where, Every seven years, there's this cleansing of debt. And so we see 2000, we saw a Dow peak. 2001, we saw the crash. Again, in 2007, we saw the Dow peak, a cleansing in 2008. And now here we are seven years later in 2014. And this is the great cleansing. This is when there's also the the great jubilee, seven years of sabbatical rest every seventh year is a sabbatical in uh in in this you know jewish law and so god is going to cleanse us of debt but this is something more like the depression or 1980 where the gold to silver ratio went one to one and it, it's going to be uh this seven year cycle will be a, an entire cleansing of the system to where things go back to how they really are and so poverty is going to come to those that are thinking in terms fantasizing that, uh, I wonder what my, um, 401k is going to look like when I get the mail today, everyone's anxious to open that up, I'll bet today, but that's, that's fantasizing about something that's sure to bring poverty. It's a different thing. When you say our lady's coming, she's coming for a reason. You take a humble posture and you say, how do I, how do I get out of this? And that's what, your writings are foreign, and the major writings are all showing us a way out of this. If I hadn't gotten rid of television, I wouldn't have been able to see the next step to, to get out of the paper, uh, the paper monetary system.
2: You strike you a real important point there, because see, people think they can keep the television and still get clarity of thought. They can't. LA says, don't read the newspapers. Don't watch the news. Watch the news or listen to the news. Don't do that, because afterwards, your heads are full of facts, and you can only concentrate in prayer. And so, if you concentrate in prayer, you receive something—a clarity of thought. Because it says, "God's works are great. Don't dare take a step without, or don't take don't take a step without God." And so, how do you take those steps if you don't have clarity of thought?
4: And we, we see this in our ministry all the time, when people will call us, and it is it's difficult with those competing voices. It's more than difficult; it's very, very impossible to see it when you're seeing so many things and what you should do and what you should do is you should prepare for this wrath or or this chastisement that's coming that, that the Bible says that, um, you know, all have taken part of our inequities. And, and as you said, there's things that are happening now that never could have happened before because we've, we're further away from, from real things. And that's where we, that's what we need to leave because the paper system, if the Dow was 56 times overvalued in terms of silver, to where the last correction, the last major correction was 1980. One ounce of gold was the same as one ounce of Dow. 16 ounces of silver bought a, a share of the Dow, rather not an ounce, but a share of the Dow. And and, and so the, these things have to be cleansed and they have to be adjusted. But the, the dollar is just astronomical. Gold also backed all the dollars that were printed in 1980, it did it also during the Depression. When it was reevaluated at $35. But
2: where, it, where is silver right now, Frank?
4: Silver made a new uh, low today, t- to my knowledge. Um, we we're always busy here and we traveled overnight. But uh, so we haven't been online very much today. But um, it means you're not as
2: busy <laughs> home as you are here at Care <laughs> and, you're, and you're visiting.
4: <laughs> well, I've been busy. I'm busy online no more. Way. Then I am here where you're not allowed to be online.
2: <laughs> well, people people come here and think you know oh, this is peaceful and all this woods and all these thousands of acres around us and and um, we're, we are well we are talking about poverty you know it depends on God what comes from it but you better work hard and that's, yeah. that's our that's our motto here it's not our motto it's our life witness that speaks of the motto
1: we're getting near the end
3: of time Frank you want to give your contact information
4: yeah you can reach us toll free eight, seven, seven, nine, three, six, seven, six, eight, six. You can also email us at global silver investors at yahoo.com. And our website is global silver And if you need specific advice about getting out of uh, IRAs 401 case, uh, please ask for my cell phone number. Call me personally. Uh, I'm the one that you want to talk to about these things you want to move with a sense of urgency here. It's it's very clear biblically and through Our Lady's message what period we're in. And we're in a period where we have to take uh, Our Lady's message very seriously and take um, the writings that a friend of Medjugorje has been inspired to write in regards to these messages very seriously right now. And, and particularly the call for apostles to be in community.
2: And who would think that on a small craggy island in the Aegean Sea, that John would receive a revelation of one nine about the island he was on and having because he was being preaching of the God's word and witnessed to Jesus, that he would see all he could see, and that our lady comes to this little village in Mejigoria in the same way. That turns into a worldwide Revival and renewal of the whole world through the same thing John saw in Revelation's tribulation. It is there at our doorsteps and it's a joy for us to see this in the time of Mary. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.
3: This ends the September 11th, 2014 Radio Wave Show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download for free, you can go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com. Go to the left-hand menu down to Radio Wave and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again,
0: 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.